Welcome back to Shop Talk. I want to just say real quickly thank you to those who are listening. I know it's not a huge amount of people, but I have had some come up and comment to me on the on the podcast, and that means a lot to me. So I do appreciate you listening. I'm going to go ahead and get right into what I'm talking about today. Um, I want to start with usually, if you've listened at all, you know that I, I tend to do these on the road. And uh, so before I head out here, I wanted to read from the Bible. Uh, talking about a subject today it it involves the kids and I I will say when you actually read in these verses that it it tends to be talking in this in this section about uh, keeping anyone uh, coming uh, to to Christ hindering anybody Uh, this is in the book of Matthew it's Matthew 18 and uh so I'll just go ahead and read it, and then I'll start getting into how that's relevant to things that are going on today and just uh, why I wanted to bring up this verse. So uh, this is when they were asking uh, Jesus about uh, who, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And he called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And this is the part that I really want to focus on. Uh, and whoever welcomes, <clears throat> excuse me for that, a little child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe to the man through whom they come. So, and then it goes on to to talk about cutting off the the part of your body that causes you to sin. But I wanted to I wanted to read that, and I wanted to not that it's necessarily a warning to anybody that we particularly know. But if you've been watching the news, you see a lot of things going on with our children nowadays. Uh, and, and I'll talk about a few of them, and I may jump around. As like I said, I don't really have a script that I follow. But uh, one of them that uh, I, I think it's been argued about and talked about, and I don't have a, a huge amount of knowledge on what it truly is, but uh, critical race theory is one that's been thrown out there a lot. It's been in... Uh, talked about it as far as elections it was kind of part of what helped uh, Glenn Youngkin get elected in Virginia and as I, I say all the time I try to stay out of politics but there are some things that never should have been political that have been brought into the realm of politics because politics is infusing all of all of our lives all all facets of our lives and uh, so this this critical race theory the idea that essentially you because of the color of your skin you are either going to never find success or any success that you find was never truly earned it was just given because you're you're privileged and and that obvious obviously that leads to a lot of kids uh you know either feeling very bad about themselves because you know either they're an oppressor or they're oppressed and you know, these are terrible things and, and it's not very freeing. It weighs them down and it ultimately it's going to help lead them away from Jesus because, you know, it, you're just, you're not giving them truth. Anything against the truth is, is going to 
put a wedge in between them and Jesus. And again, like it says, woe to those who who are a part of that. It, it, and it would be better for them to have a millstone and drown. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bold. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big deal. So, you know, that's kind of the, probably the more mild of stuff that's going on. Uh, a big one now that uh, has been in the news quite a bit lately, especially thanks to Disney and all that they're doing, but uh, would be this Florida parental rights uh, bill. Um, commonly known, unfortunately, because the media is very biased on this, the, the don't say gay bill, which everything I've heard, there's not even a, the word gay in there. It has nothing to do with not being able to come out as gay or any of that. It just doesn't want our teachers uh, teaching this to children. In particular in this bill, I believe it's like first, second, and third graders. They're, they can't be taught anything with sexual stuff. So it's, it's not just, you know, gay or trans or any of that. It's period no sexual stuff because realistically it's inappropriate for children that young and it's been very blatantly misconstrued um it the the ideology behind it behind not the bill but behind what they're trying to push and and i will say that i don't think here in iowa that we we do have some areas of iowa that the Duke tend to push some of this stuff. It's not that we're exempt from experience any any of this, but uh, it tends to be a coastal thing uh, more more so than than here. Uh, you know, there is some I did hear, unfortunately, a prayer being said in an Iowa City church about the God of pronouns and saying that God uh, created them male and female. They, they tend to take the space out of there. I think they need to realize God created them male and he created them female. That's two separate things. He did not create, you are not able to choose. You are created what you were created and it, uh, God doesn't make mistakes. So this idea that you can be a male when you're a female or vice versa is not only is it scientifically impossible, but it, it's just God didn't design us that way and I, the people that believe in this obviously are probably mostly uh, atheists or just don't believe in general God because it doesn't agree with what if they truly believe they, they would understand this is not possible you know I when I was uh, uh, in high school I used to joke around all the time that uh, I was a post player in a guard's body well the reason that you know, I am all of 5'11", maybe three-quarter, so just shy of six foot. I like to say six foot, but if we're being honest, I'm just shy. I'm 5'11". And, uh, you know, a post player in basketball is, is typically going to be, at, at our in our area, it's probably 6'6". Six, six, you know, 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six would be a post player. And once you get into upper levels, obviously you're going to be talking about 6'8", six, 6'9", and on up typically if you're going to be playing in the post in the nba you're probably going to be you know seven foot but so i used to joke around that i i was a post player in a guard's body 
And no matter how much I joke about that, no matter how much I could have even thought it, tr- it was true, obviously I was just joking around, but that doesn't make it true. You know, eventually your truths are going to hit reality. And we're seeing this when you've got somebody like Leah Thomas who is smashing uh, women's records because he's not a girl. It's, I mean... It's it's kind of sad that we have to explain this to people as to why we don't agree with this. Um, you know, following the same line, uh, there's a, a women's, an all-women's prison who they took it to court and everything, so they decided to accept transgender women, meaning they're taking in men. Now, these aren't men who have actually had transition surgery. Well, now they have two inmates who are pregnant. So, if they're truly women, how did they get another woman pregnant? Understandably, as they as they their their entire argument is a house of cards. It just collapses with the slightest little bit of common sense. And again, I say that God doesn't make mistakes. If He made you a, a man then he made you a man for a reason if you don't live up to that that's on you not God and and we seem to be thinking that we can outsmart God that we know better than God and you know that falls in categories outside of this but I'm just focusing on this we we couldn't even fathom how much God was able to speak this universe into existence and when you look at the universe and, and all of the minute details that have made it possible for us to live on this planet, you know, the tilt of the axis, how far away we are from the sun, the size of our sun, I mean, the asteroid belts that are out there protecting us to some extent, our gravity field, our magnetic field, I mean, it just is unfathomable that that any of us would ever be able to think of every single detail we're still discovering things about our earth and he just created it because he knew all that he was he's far superior to anything we could ever imagine so continuing down this uh the the biggest and like i said with the the critical race theory you know by by saying that a man can be a woman and and you're trying to get our children to understand this and believe this you are without a doubt putting a wedge in between God and and these children, and that is that is a dangerous place to be in. I mean, it, as as dangerous as it can be to get in between parents and children, it's nothing like getting in between God and children. He, you will, you will pay for it at some point. But obviously, if you're trying to say that parents can't accept you and anybody who teaches you about God and Jesus is going to obviously tell you that, no, this is not right. There's two genders and you are what you are. Well, they're going to say that you're not accepting them the way they are and all this nonsense. And and ultimately, it puts that wedge. It separates them from, from Christ. And woe to them. I, I wouldn't want to be you, that's for sure. And uh, continuing down this path, uh, again, a, an issue that 
amazing how political it's become, especially since Roe vs. Wade, but abortion. Abortion, it's really unfathomable how it's such an acceptable thing. And worse off is the late-term abortions. All of it's terrible. But lately we've heard about the five babies that were found in, in D.C. And they were... It was pretty disgusting. It was very gruesome. And uh, those kind of things, how do you... When you have that little respect for life... And again... And I, and I, don't, I don't want to... I don't want to come off as though I'm condemning anybody who's ever done this. People make mistakes all the time. And I believe thoroughly that if a murderer can repent and come to Christ and end up in heaven, uh, you know, then there's absolutely no reason that someone that was young, wasn't thinking, didn't maybe have all the information, whatever, and decided to have an abortion, that you can't be saved as well. <coughs> Excuse me. But what I'm talking about is the ones who, they know exactly what they're doing. They're proud of it. They're celebrating being able to kill their baby and, and pushing for later and later term abortions. Um, I, again, I would not want to be you uh, when it comes down to the eternal aspect because you you won't be standing in front of the throne of God so I you know it it would be better for you to have a millstone I mean that is pretty like like I said earlier that's a really bold statement to say you would be better off to take a heavy millstone and wrap it around your neck and go drown in the sea than to to separate children from God and I and I understand that I believe he was talking, like I said, any Christians, uh, Israelites, all that. But considering he was just referring to a child uh, right before that is the reason that I've taken it this direction. But, uh, yeah, that's... Our, our lack of wonder and awe when it comes to life in this society, it is truly astounding. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, I, I have a daughter and such a blessing. The entire process, it's such a miracle to have a child. And, and I know there's some situations where maybe it's really a bad, bad way that it came about, whether it was rape or whatever. And I, I can understand why maybe you think that that's the best option. But there, I, I come back again to God doesn't make mistakes. And I can promise you, while he may have not wanted you to be raped, of course he doesn't want that. He doesn't want bad things to happen to anybody. But they do because we have free will. And, and we are a fallen society. You know, Christ saved us from our sins. He didn't take the sins out of this world. He took them away from us. So we may not have to pay the punishment as long as we come to Him and we accept Him. But 
it's still a sinful world. He didn't take that away. And while there is, again, he he's he doesn't want you to be raped and become pregnant. But I can promise you that, despite all of that negative and horrible thing, I can't even imagine. He can still take that child and do something amazing with it. And so, again, I'm not going to sit here and judge who gets in, who gets... I'm going to trust his judgment. Like I said, if if somebody who's gay gets in, I'm not going to be upset with God. I'm going to... He has far superior judgment to me than I could ever even think of. I I just... I'm going to trust his judgment on all of this stuff but I I would say that the attacks on our children our education system has gone downhill a little bit and again I I want to stress that I don't think that is as near as prevalent here in Iowa Iowa is one of the better places to raise a child and to have uh, a, a great education you know I don't I don't see it near as much here as as what you hear about in places like California or New York or Chicago you know those are pretty liberal places and they're pretty progressive places and I think too that we need to remember that not every single person on the other side of the political aisle agrees with everything that maybe the party stands for you know I've been reading this book uh, Jesus Politics from uh, Phil Robertson and you know he he says right in there look i i was never political at all i didn't care i didn't vote i didn't any of that and then i began to realize that by not doing so and not as a christian not participating i'm not helping further the kingdom of god through our politics as much as i hate politics it, you still need to go out and vote for someone who most represents what what will help the kingdom of Jesus and it's you need to typically right now it it tends to be more the conservatives and republicans who tend to be more on the side of Jesus than the liberal democrats but understand that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not a liberal democrat out there that isn't on the side of Jesus and I think we need to focus more on the Jesus side of it and how they relate to Jesus, how they accept Jesus or and, and their policies that they're supporting. We need to focus on that. How does it align with the kingdom of God? And understand, too, that we're not going to find somebody that fits ev- absolutely everything. They're not, you're not going to find a perfect person. He died on the cross for us. And... and Obviously, today is Good Friday, and, you know, it, it doesn't seem very good for him, but it was a very, very good thing for us. We didn't deserve it. He certainly didn't deserve the punishment he took, but he did it for us anyways. And, I, boy, am I grateful he did. Uh, and as I continue to do this podcast, and, and I continue to be involved at church, and and getting to be a part of and see work with the kids at church that's such a blessing for me and and of course raising a child that's an amazing blessing and I see why God you know has said you know why Christ said that 
don't don't hinder the little children you know let them come to me and and i'm glad that i get to be a part of trying to get those kids to jesus and you would be far better off to be on that side than to be on the side that it seems that the the radical left and don't get me wrong i understand there's a radical right but there what i'm talking about now is these radical left far left people that are going after our kids to the point where they want to separate us from our kids and and, you know there's some organizations that straight up say they they want to destroy the nuclear family and you know our our society functions so much better when we have complete families divorce is a huge thing right now that hurts the kids you know it's again I'm not going to condemn anybody I know there's lots of reasons why things don't work uh, <clears throat> you know there's there's members of my family that have been divorced and so I, I'm not judging anybody it's not my place uh, but there's lots of things in our society that are tearing us apart slowly but surely and the biggest thing is the way that we're treating our children and I, I love that I have a good church because that's such a huge part of raising your kids to really know the truth and if they know the truth they're far more likely to be successful in life they're going to be happier because they have the joy of Jesus uh, they're going to be have a, a much more solid foundation on what life is all about they have a purpose and it's it, it, it's just so much better to have a good foundation like that and a good family that can help you to raise these kids. You know, it, they talk about it takes a village, and to some extent that's true, but it depends on the village that you're that you're in. If you're in a bad in bad company, you don't want them having influence on your kid. Um, if uh, but but when you have a, a good church, a church that's actually teaching the Bible and focused on the Bible and understanding that good or bad, the future depends on these kids. And if we blow it off as though it's not a big deal, we will pay for it in the future. I think to some extent that's what you're seeing now. There is some, a lot of my generation had it fairly easy. Uh, because our parents worked hard and were successful and and to no fault of their own they wanted things to be better for their kids and what sometimes that resulted in was making things a little too easy and we want to keep that easy life going and so people don't want to work anymore Uh, you know there's a study that came out that says that they'd rather be unemployed than in a job that they're unhappy with and you know that's that's a different mindset than anything we've ever had. And uh, so I just, once again, I just say that it's so important that we teach kids the truth, that we teach kids to, to live good lives, and, to, and we teach them about Jesus. And uh, don't, don't be doing these things where you would be better off to have a millstone around your neck because uh, that's just not a good place to be. So uh, there, there's many people out there in the political world right now that may need to be uh, looking around and watching out for millstones. So 
Once again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. And those of you that are out telling people about it, uh, hopefully I, I can continue to produce good content for you. And I just appreciate everybody who's listening. So be kind to one another. And thanks again.